Uh, hey, Pittsburgh. Uh, so this is kind of awkward, but my mom has kicked me out of the house. Um, my dad, you know, you know, Daddy Dougie, he said it was fine. He said I could stay, but my mom, Trudy, just kind of put her foot down and said that she doesn't like my girlfriend and I can't come home for a while. I thought about going to Buffalo's house, but they don't have enough food or like anywhere to sleep, I guess. Just wondering if I could maybe crash on your couch for a bit just just even when you aren't there like i'm sure i could find somewhere else for a, for a couple of nights when when you're at home oh, oh really yeah that would be amazing yeah yeah check with your mom oh, who have i been dating ah uh, well her name is florida and i would stay at her place but she's got like covid really bad so i'm just kind of hanging out with her going over there sometimes but i don't really want to move in because because of, of the covid oh yeah no i i get it yeah yeah i'll just i'll just check in with baltimore it's no problem god damn i hate baltimore but where am i supposed to go Good morning. Uh, today is Thursday, July 23rd. The year is 2020. It is opening day. This is Underdogs. How are you, David? I'm good. How are you doing? I, it's actually funny that you said it's opening day. I keep thinking tomorrow's opening day because that's Blue Jays opening day, but we got a game tonight. Yankees-Nats. We got two games tonight. Yankees-Nats, Dodgers-Giants. Two big games. And uh, The Blue Jays played a game last night. They're, well, they played... <laughs> Half of a game last night. They're one of two games they got to tune up before facing real opponents. But what did you, you think of the game, David? I thought that Trent Thornton looked good. I thought it was you know a good uh, good start for him being announced the fifth starter for the Blue Jays. So he came out and kind of earned that earned that uh, declaration. I don't understand. I still don't understand. I didn't see the announcement of him getting this fifth starter position and i don't understand who the fourth starter is if he's the fifth yeah they announced it on the broadcast last night so that it must have been made official to some degree because the, the even the nesson crew was saying that uh, thornton was named the fifth starter if you're not calling up nate pearson which it seems like they're not with these reports coming out that the blue jays are holding off until july 29th to bring up nate pearson then i guess trent thornton gets one of those spots for sure and so just to let people know, it's 10.30 Eastern time right now as we record this. Yes. So we don't know. We have heard rumors. They, uh, Jamie Campbell apparently had a source saying that Nate Pearson's going to be called up on the 29th. They're giving an exact date. Um, it lines up perfectly with uh, <laughs> In the service time manipulation. In a way, the transparency of it is a little bit refreshing. It's like, look, we're not going to spin this any kind of way. He's coming up on the 29th. Say what you will. Have a good night. Well, I don't think that's going to be the case, though. They, they are going to have to spin it. This is just sources coming out, rumors saying that that's when he's coming up. The team, I, I'm going to be surprised if the team says a date before the season start. How can you, how can you know exactly the date when your dude is ready <laughs> before it starts? But that's what I mean with the transparency. If maybe it's like, I mean, may, this probably isn't true, but maybe it's like 
look, we're calling him up 29th. We fully accept the grievance that's going to be filed against us, and that's just the way it is. Well, I don't know enough about uh, uh, enough about the grievance, but my understanding, or at least what I thought a grievance meant, was that you can get that year back if the grievance is successful. So what would be the point? I don't think a grievance has ever been successful. No. No, but has anyone ever said, we're looking at the clock and it seems like <laughs> Nate Pearson looks perfect uh, from the 29th and just terrible beforehand. We don't have anywhere to put him, <laughs> but uh, that's the way it is, folks. There's nothing to <laughs> grieve here. It's, <laughs> it's just the way his schedule lines up, our schedule lines up. We don't know where our home's going to be. We just need a bit, bit of time to get him ready. <laughs> I, I would actually really respect it if the Blue Jays just came out and said, we're fucking with his service time. He's coming up on the 29th. We are open to a grievance being filed. Uh, we won't be taking any questions. Yeah. <laughs> just... I, I think that's great. And if they even could manage to throw the MLB, like the bargaining agreement, being like, listen, we have to do what's in the best interest of our club here. The way it stands right now, if we hold down Nate Pearson for one start, we can have him for potential 30 starts uh, a year from now so you guys what would you guys do i don't know like <laughs> like i understand nate's gonna be upset he's gonna miss one start he'll get over it we'll we'll have a great team for a longer time i don't see what's going on here but but this is just what's been dealt with us you guys know it we know it let's move on <laughs> see you on the 29th i would i would love that yeah, me too. Because be we amazing. all understand the the conundrum that they're faced with. We all understand that it is in the club's interest to keep him down. But it's just this semantics game and hiding and being passive about it that is frustrating. If they just stand there on the mic, tell the truth, and maybe even Nate Pearson's like, okay, you know, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Because now at least I get the sympathy and I can file a grievance. And I can't wait to see his arm. We got to see a pretty incredible arm last night with uh, Bo Bichette, now known as Throw Bichette. Bo throws. <laughs> Bo knows throws. <laughs> wow, his arm, it surprised me. I don't know if that's something he's been, if he's been working on. You can assume um, it sounds like he just works on everything all the time. He's just constantly working on things. Well, and one of the stories that came out about Bo, I think it was last year, is that every offseason he works on one specific thing. And I know that... I think it was two off seasons ago. He specifically worked on his arm strength because it was one of the knocks against him as a big league right. shortstop was that he didn't quite have the arm strength that a shortstop needs to have. But in that play last night, it was really impressive. That was the thing that I remarked the most about that, even outside of the range and the, range. the, and the athleticism God. to get to that ball. It was his gun, man. It's he a fire a hose, man. <laughs> Which was so funny two plays later, and then he dribbles one over his face. But I thought maybe the ball was wet or something on that. Uh, my theory was that maybe he, he just, like, killed his arm, you know? Like, it just was tired. <laughs> he just, like, put everything he had, like, almost to, like, show off, like, his arm. Be like, yo, check this out. And then wasn't, you know, he just needed, like, maybe an inning to go by to build up some strength. But it was just kind of, like, Charlie Horse dead from that throw. <laughs> I don't know, because like he he didn't even make it to the dirt, and it looked to me... Well, I think he was intentionally skipping it, but he just didn't have anything behind it. Yeah, because it looked to me like it was in a fairly identical spot. I know that um, Rodney Dangerfield said that it was further out in the grass. It looked it looked the same to me. But um, it was also raining, so the grass is wet. So when that ball comes into his glove, it's wet. And so it, it does make sense that he lost a grip on the ball, and then it just slipped a little bit. Yeah. 
the 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 thing that was different a little bit though is that on the first play, the amazing play, he dove on the ground, got up on his feet like a jackrabbit, like popped up instantly. This the second time he didn't even have he wasn't laying down on the ground. He was already on his feet when he he was just running and made the throw. So it it just surprised I, me that it was that much. He he rushed it a bit too because Pilar was running and Pilar's, you know, still got a bit of speed. And so I think he just kind of rushed it and just clanked it. Other big story, I think, from that game, we got to talk about that mammoth, mammoth moonshot of, of Vladdy's over over the green monster. Um, it was a cookie right down the middle hanging. Over the green monster. It was out of the stadium. Out of the stadium. <laughs> it's, it's what we needed to see, right? Like, oh. going into the season, he's played. So we've seen him play two games. He's hit a home run in 50% of them. We're looking at 30 home runs then. If we project them for the season, I can live with that. It's almost like as soon as I took him in the draft last night, he hit that bomb. It almost timed out perfectly because I wasn't watching the game live. But if I think about it, he hit it in the fourth inning. The game started at 730. So let's call that 820. He probably hit that home run. Yes. Before we get into the draft, though, David. No, I'm not getting into the draft. I'm just saying that that timed out really well for me yeah i i I get that i want to ask you is there a home run hit in baseball that is more satisfying than hitting a ball over the monster and out of the stadium onto lansdowne street like does it exist because to me that the 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 optics of it the way the angle is how huge the monster looks how high it looks the ball is when it goes out you see it go out of the stadium to me i don't i can't think of something that is more satisfying to see than that particular home run yeah that's a really good point i'm trying to i'm like going over like different parks in my mind to try to think of a more satisfying home run uh but i think that that that's up there for sure it's really satisfying yes it is because the launch angle is crazy to get it to get it out there i mean you can you can smoke the wall and hit the ball like 110 miles an hour and just get a single (laughs) earlier in the game another another vlad thing here i don't know if you've noticed this i've been noticing it over the past since vladdy comes up whenever there's a ball that the catcher sort of even bobbles if the if the ball goes on the dirt for two seconds vlad's up there with his hand up immediately or like he he's like a he's like a traffic cop out there with the with the red light green light you go you go don't go holding holding the guy on i don't i don't know if there's like something psychologically to to glean from that with vlad's personality or whether it's like a control thing or if he just really feels like he understands uh, a, a bobble how much time a guy needs if he knows the guy's speed or if it's just i think uh, everybody should do that i think it's great i think it shows his leadership and um i think all players do it to some degree he just makes it overtly clear and it's a strong gesture you yeah. know if you were if he was in a, a play he'd be like really clear gesture really good commitment your body's telling the story well yeah. Even if it's unnecessary, even if the runner is like, "Yeah, I see it, Vlad. It's all good." <laughs> That's but it's like you do like it anyway. It but you do it anyway because the the time where he didn't see it, you're going to be like, "Thanks, Vlad. Thanks yeah. for helping me." Out. <laughs> I just I love it. I find it to be a really charming thing <laughs> that he does. So yesterday on the show, we announced that the Blue Jays were going to be playing at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, and it seemed like the deal was official. Everybody was talking about it like it was official and that there was just some uh, last minute things that had to be signed off. Um, 
with um, some officials in Pittsburgh, whatever. But then it turns out that they've been denied a home again. And so now the Blue Jays have to move on to what seems to be plan C. And they're really scrambling. And, and I haven't really been considering this story to be as serious as it must be, just as like, oh, they'll, they'll eventually find a place and they'll eventually play these games. But this is actually getting to a point where I'm really not sure what they're going to do. Like, I guess there's a version where the Blue Jays are on the road the entire season and they're just playing as the home team in other people's parks, yeah. which you would think is a massive disadvantage. It's sort of it, it, <clears throat> one way or the other. It feels like it's either an amazing story at the end of the year or an understandable like, yeah, of course the Blue Jays had a, a tough year this season. Look at what they had to do with. They didn't have their own ballpark. They were, there was a global pandemic. It almost gives them a free pass at the end of this year if things don't go well. You know, but if but if they get on a roll and they play really well, it'll be this great story exactly. of the season. It'll be like this this team who's having to deal with more adversity than anybody else is rising to the occasion, and they're walking off people in their own home ballparks, yeah. which would be really satisfying. You would think, like if the Blue Jays go on this roll and they're going into other people's parks and they're the home team uh, celebrating walk-offs, that would be such a unique image of 2020. Yeah, absolutely. I can't I can't wait to see that. I really hope that there is a ballpark that they can call home and they can spend the majority of their time in. But just to say, is there no version where the Blue Jays don't have a season? Where it just doesn't work out and nobody welcomes them into their home or they can't get a, a stadium or like they can't play in Buffalo because it's not up to major league standards and they don't want to go to Florida because there's so much virus there? Is there no version where it's just like, I guess you don't get to play this year. Uh, I can't imagine that that is possible. I, I can't it imagine would... it either, but I can't imagine the situation that they're in now either. Yeah, I just think that it would destroy the fabric of the whole of the whole season. Everyone's games would be reduced, uh, or everyone in the in our division in the East division of NL and AL, they wouldn't have as many games played, or they would have to add more games of playing each other. It would be. I, I don't think the season could go ahead if the Blue Jays couldn't find somewhere to play. But, but I, it, see, it seems like the MLB is not helping them out. Like they're not like they're just leaving them on their own to try to figure this out. And the MLB is not really stepping in. That's the way it seems from my perspective. Yeah, from that might not be true. But I'm assuming that's, that's not true. I don't think they're that their MLB's like got some press person out there being like, this is what we're doing to help the Blue Jays. Like they don't they're not going to give us that information. This totally just feeds into the underdog mentality of uh, the Blue Jays and, you know, being that Canadian team that's always overlooked. And now it's like they don't even have a place to play and nobody's helping them out. Don't you think they should have maybe just invested in some lights in Buffalo like a week ago just in case? So or like built it up. You know, it can't hurt to have Buffalo look good anyway. What's it cost to couple hundred thousand dollars i don't i don't know they they should to me they should have planned to be able to go back there if things fell apart i know that lighting is the major thing that's preventing it but i think it's also uh, clubhouse size i think it's also the field itself i'm not sure the field itself is major league standard right where like every major league field is like dead flat i'm not sure that the buffalo field is i heard somebody talking about that the other day and that that's one of the issues so I don't know how you remedy that so quickly. Or or if you just say, 
it is what it is where it's, you know, because it's equal disadvantage. It's not like, um, the other team isn't experiencing the same uh, problems that the field has. So I, I guess you could just agree to do that and agree that it's an unfortunate situation, but what else are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, it's such a disaster. The day is opening day. They play tomorrow. But uh, I guess I, I think I saw that there's the possibility that even to start the season, they just play in that uh, in this in the stadium of who they're playing against as the home team for a couple of series while they try and figure something out. But if, if, if that's the case, is there anything that can be done to even the scales a little bit? Well, like or is what? it just like, like I don't do? I don't know. Like the Blue Jays start every game up one nothing. <laughs> like what do they do? I don't I mean, know. I don't know. I, I there's a part of me that likes it though, and I'm not in the situation dealing with it and not knowing where I'm going to be and managing my family and all that stuff. But there is this part of me that likes the adversity of it. Yeah. And I like that. Like I said yesterday, I think that I like that the team is mostly young dealing with something like this. Is there any part of you that, when it comes to free agency, you remember that there's just this extra added thing of being in a different country that's like, maybe I, uh, shit happens and I don't want to deal with that. It's just easier to be in, in the country where the other 29 teams play. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I think it would be tough to, to think like, I don't want to be here in case another pandemic happens, but I... I wonder too, because it is in part that Canada is dealing with this a lot better. So I don't know, maybe that's something that they view as a good thing. Maybe they don't care. Maybe this whole thing is just all about baseball for them. And they are, they secretly think it's garbage that the federal government said they can't play at the Rogers center. It's hard to know, but um, it's not like Canada's just being dicks and just being like, we don't want you here. It's, a larger, much larger issue than that. Whether they take that in consideration, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a little bit of an indication uh, in the next off season if if the Blue Jays are unable to bring any major player into uh, the organization from uh, free agency next season. Speaking of uh, somebody not going into free agency at the end of this season. Somebody who you took as your first overall pick, not your first overall pick, but your first round pick in fantasy. Yep. Mookie Betts. Mookie, baby. Will not be coming to Tarana. Will not be playing right field for the Tarana Blue Jays because he'll be in L.A. for 12 seasons, making $365 million. Were you surprised that that deal happened now? Mm, Not really. You know, I think the Dodgers... I just imagine them having a layer of cash and it's like a bank vault that is just filled with gold and cash and it's it's been barely touched by the amount of money that they just gave to Mookie Betts. Uh, one thing that really surprised me was when I heard that Andrew Friedman has not ever handed out a $100 million contract in his whole time there. Because yeah. when I think of the Dodgers, I think of just riches and gold and tons of money. A lot of the a lot of their players are just incredible young, uh, cheap talent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they've just been building the war chest. They've been getting to the World Series without using it. 
<laughs> so now they're, I guess they're just sick of losing in the World Series and, and uh, they're ready to win. And there is this part of me that just loves that the Red Sox fans are just just seething right now. Oh, because yeah. Because it, it was like, you know, Mookie wants to go to free agency and uh, the Red Sox weren't going to pay him. And it must be so maddening that the Red Sox weren't going to pay him. Like, I think the Red Sox offered him like... 200 and they might have moved that up to like a final thing of like 300 or something like that but now to see him not even go to free agency to just sign an extension before he even takes a pitch in a regular season game with this team fuck i love that just burn red Sox fans the thing that i'm happiest about is that mookie betts is out of our league he's (laughs) he's playing in the national league now we might see him once a season, probably not. I mean, he has a career uh, batting average 318 against the Blue Jays, an OPS career 953, 15 round trippers. So good riddance to him. I, I, I'm happy that we, we won't have to see him unless we're playing him in the World Series. I love Mookie Betts. I, I would do anything to have him on the, the Blue Jays. Obviously, that's not going to happen, and it probably never was going to happen, but I love Mookie Betts. I, I do as well. And with him off the table, I've got a proposition here for you, and it, it's going to bring your feelings into into this. But um, So I drafted George Springer last night. Yeah, you uh, had a well. bunch of scummy drafts last <laughs> night. Let me just say that right now. With Mookie Betts gone off the table next season, would no. you be open to forgiving no. George and welcome into Toronto as the number no. one target this offseason? No, I don't want that. No. You, you'll never forgive him. What if he's great this season? Look, it's one of those things where I say no now, and it's like, <laughs> I don't want him here, and then they sign him, and I'm like, I hate this, and then you know he hits two walk-off home runs for the Blue Jays, and I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, you're a true Blue Jay. You're going to take us to the promised land. Yeah. Uh, And I I acknowledge that, but just as an idea in this moment, no. Because they need to go through this season. I need to see what it's going to be like. Um, I do like the way that he dealt with getting hit the other day because it was up and in, and he just went to first. But I thought it was really gross that you took him in the draft. So, okay. I feel like it's a bit unfair to to say that, but I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And and uh, there wasn't a chance that I would have taken Bregman. Uh, I wouldn't take Correa. I wouldn't take Altuve. I don't know why Springer gets the free pass for me. I, for some reason, I don't hold as much of a grudge against him. I don't really know why. I don't know if there's any evidence that he cheated less or if he was affected by the cheating less, but... There's something about him that that feels a bit more innocent to me. That feels a bit more for, forgivable. I don't know why. <laughs> I just yeah, I hate don't him know less. Why either. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get that feeling, but I don't think it's based in facts. I think it's just an idea you have of him. Right. So you named your team the Idaho Anti-Vaxxers. Can you explain to me where that name came from? Well. Where everybody in uh, the world right now is looking for a vaccine to stop the virus. My team's not about that. My team's about wins. My team's about dingers, saves, holds, stolen bases. That's all we're focused on. We are anti-establishment, anti-everything that isn't winning baseball games, winning the draft. And then in terms of Idaho, no clue. Just chose Idaho. Okay. Was there anyone last night that 
it was kind of a heartbreak for you that you weren't able to take them. When you took Pearson in one of the later rounds, I, I my mind had moved from him because I was focused on something else, and then you kind of slid slid him out of the. Uh, I, I can't remember if you took him at his value. If you took him, oh soon. no, his value wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been taken in the yeah, draft. I took him, and I took him pretty early, actually. I figured that I had to be contending with you. You had already kind of been nabbing Blue Jays. Yeah. And Blue Jays in general, you know, were being taken uh, much higher than their value would would have them taken. I took Nate Pearson in the 20th round of 25. We'll see how that goes for me. Um, But I, you, he's the only Blue Jay I have. I don't know. You have like three or four for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like every day I wake up for free, I do a podcast about the Blue Jays, and I. it's like I'm a fan of the Blue Jays. Well, that's weird. That's weird that I would take a bunch of Blue Jays. Listen, I wake up every morning, and I want to win. I wake up a winner, and I plan to win. Well, and I then why'd the you take? Guys. You took like nine guys with COVID, and then you took uh, a bunch. Of, you took a few cheaters. I'll tell you what, though, you you're saying that I took a bunch of guys with COVID, and yet I want to win. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to get COVID again, or do you think I've taken a bunch of guys who might have COVID now are almost ready? Most of them are ready to start the season and are over are testing negative now getting it out of the way, you're going to be demolished by COVID later on in the season, especially with all those Blue Jays with no home traveling all over the place, COVID everywhere. Look, if a bunch of players start getting COVID in the regular season, this season's probably not going to last too long. But the people who have already gotten COVID, you don't really know how it's affected them. They could have lost 20 pounds. They could be coming in way underweight. And then they're going to struggle all season. You don't really know. Because they're not. it's not like they're like telling people how it's affected them you just hear some people are saying i got it some people are just saying uh don't tell anybody well i know that a number of my guys dj lemayhew included has already been playing who's playing in scrimmages they're saying he's going to be ready um a chapman apparently has i believe still not been able to test negative but is feeling asymptomatic not feeling affected by anything so uh I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm a bit worried about maybe Austin Meadows. I'm not totally sure what his deal is, but I, I'm pretty sure he had it as well. So let's set this up for our sort of bet that we've got going on. And yeah. this isn't necessary. Now, just to be clear, this isn't one of us having to win the league. This is just who finishes on top between the two of us. Yes, yes. And so we're going to make a little a bet. And now this bet is going to be kind of ever-evolving. But what I was thinking this morning mm-hmm. is one thing that I'd be interested in you having to do Great. is for, for a week, every day for seven days, the very first thing you have to do when you wake up in the morning is take two nighttime cold medication pills. Just fucks your day for a week. You're just groggy. You want to sleep. You can't two. accomplish anything too. Wow. That's intense. That is quite intense. Uh, I'll take it. I would gladly do that for you. I, um, it sounds dreadful. I guess that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be in September. 
uh, late September into October. Who knows what the world will be like if I have to do anything. Theoretically, we're still doing this show every morning at at 10 or 10.30 a.m. and I'm (laughs) I'm fighting my way through talking (laughs) on... um, I I've taken two drowsy pills, um, you know, gravels or things like that on the plane. I'll, I'll I'll let you know that I get super loopy before I fall asleep. Oh, I yeah, feel like go. completely wrecked and high. No, this fucks your whole day because I mean the effect of these pills is it's I think it's like eight hours. So <laughs> yeah. and even when you recover from that, it's like you just need to sleep. It, it ruins your life for a week. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going to let you know what my punishment for you is, my way to embarrass you. What I'm leaning towards right now, and I and I reserve the right to change this, but this is the idea I've come up for today. I would like you to make a video. In the video, you're going to be saying that your name is David Patrick Fleming and that this is your entry into the Dreams Come True Talent Contest. You will explain that you are going to break dance. And if you win the money, you're going to use the money to create world peace. You will also explain that some people out there might be wondering and that people are always asking you why you wear the diaper. You'll say, I wear the diaper because it's not actually for babies. It's an adult diaper. I don't necessarily have a condition where I need to wear the diaper, but I like the security it brings. And because Breakdancing can get pretty extreme, and I don't like to take chances. They are more comfortable than regular underwear, and you don't have to waste time by going to the bathroom. You can focus all of your time on breakdancing and creating world peace. You will be 100% serious, honest, and sincere in your delivery of this. You will do a 75-second breakdancing routine. I may or may not add very minimal and tasteful fart foley to the video and post-production while you are dancing. This this is fine. I have no issue with that. There's no way that's ever going to be viewed as a legit thing. It's just a great comedy video. And it's like, <laughs> I would, I'll would i do that right now even without the draft. This sounds amazing. If you want to film this today, if you have some diapers that I can borrow, I'll, I will do this right now. This is, this is, I'd be happily do this for you. I control the file. I can do whatever I want with it. You say your name in it. I put it on YouTube. I put it on every platform. It never comes down. <laughs> No, because you can't have life control of it. I'm only making you take these pills for a week. You can't. You can't be like, I'm gonna fuck your life. I might die. <laughs> I might die from you your won't punishment. Die? You won't die. How would you die? What if I need to do something? What if something happens in my life? I need to take Brittany to the hospital or Bruce to the veterinarian in you're an emergency, taking, and I can't. Taking, I can't drive. I can't drive. Can't drive. You'd have to take an Uber. You would have to get some other mode of transportation. I might not be able to make that decision because my brain has been experiencing uh, extreme fatigue for days. I don't know if I'll even know where I am. By day five, I've been sleeping for like 70 hours. You can't have life control of a video that I make. That's just not, that's not fair. It's just too, it's too much time. One year. control of the file for a month. One year. Month. One year. No, it's not uh, negotiable. I can say no to any, like both of us can say You were say willing no. to do it without it even being the punishment. No, but that's now, before you said that you had lifelong control of the file and that you could doctor and manipulate the file to any way that you want. You could make me look any kind of way that 
you want. And so if you're going to do that, what am I a deep faker? Lab. What am I going to be doing? <laughs> Who knows what you're going to be doing? You're, you're going to concoct in your lab. <laughs> all, f- <laughs> all right. Six months. No, one month. Mm, I don't like. I don't like it going from one year from, okay, from so life to you, one if, year to one month. It, so then I'm upping it to two weeks of cold medication. Then I, I'll need to consult a physician to to <laughs> see if this is safe for my body. It sounds really it's dangerous. It's not safe, but there's people in the world that do crystal meth every day. It can't be as bad as that. There's people in the world who do. I don't think you know that. <laughs> I don't think you know that. It's for sure not as bad as that. It's for sure not. No, you shouldn't be driving. Uh, for sure, you're not going to do well at an audition. <laughs> but you're not going to die. I don't know. I don't know what kind of effect th- th- that, that that drug will have on me. Okay, I, then here's another thing. You wake up every day, same thing. The very first thing you do, you take Viagra. Okay. But you are not allowed to have sex. All right. So well, Viagra every day, no sex. All right, fine. You're fine with that. Uh, I don't know. I've never taken Viagra. I don't know what it's like. So <laughs> I don't know what it's like either. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds better than taking two sleeping pills. I'll tell you that much. Just picture you walking into an audition with this <laughs> steaming erection that's like not acknowledged in any way. Yeah, I don't imagine that we're going to be, well, maybe, maybe the world will be very different by then. Maybe I'll be walking into audition rooms. Uh, I just wanted to say that I just got this uh, message. The Blue Jays announced their 30-player roster. Nate Pearson is on the taxi squad. He did not uh, make the team. Ryan Barucki is also on the taxi squad, so he's not uh, making the team either. Hmm. Okay, um, so who are the starters? We've got um, Thomas Anthony K. Hatch, I guess he's going to, yeah, Anthony K, Tanner Roark, Hunjin Ryu, Matt Shoemaker, Trent Thornton. So K, K gets that fourth spot over, yeah. or Baraki. fifth spot over Baraki. Yeah. That's interesting. So they haven't released any statement on Nate Pearson, but I, maybe they're just not going to. Sometimes the best uh, rebuttal is silence. I'm sure they're going to have to release a press statement about it or that, uh, yeah, as soon as they have anyone from the team who makes themselves available to talk to the press, the the first question is going to be about Nate Pearson. What's going to be really interesting to me to see how this develops is when we get Chase Anderson back and Pearson's ready to come up, having to deal with Anthony Kay and Trent Thornton going down. Like, what if Trent Thornton's been pitching great? What if Tanner Roark has been dreadful? Yeah. <laughs> you know? How, do, how are they going to deal with that? Yeah, that is a, that's a great question. I mean, I guess time will tell. We'll see. I, those things kind of usually work themselves out. Um, but, I mean, it has to be about who's doing the best. I mean, if, if Tanner Roark's not doing good, I guess he has to be on the taxi squad. Okay, well, we'll let all of that digest. We will investigate more talk. will be happening all day about what it means for who's been taken, who's not been taken, whether or not that the team releases any sort of statement or has to answer any questions about Nate Pearson. And uh, we will return tomorrow with another episode of Underdogs. Underdogs.